students happy friday you are listening to answers gospel questions with me brother lawson and brother wing good friday to you brother wing thank you um, my son when when either of my son they will often take their shirts off because that's, that's what just, they see their dad do all the time yeah <laughs> following their example yeah, but then when they take their shirt off it means something it means that they're the hulk oh yeah yeah and so my son my three-year-old son he goes i said hey strong guy hulk i just i see him without his shirt off so i say strong guy hulk and then he goes his name's Bodie, and he said no i little guy Bodie." <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe he's not hulk all the time oh man well as, as Bodie made a trip to the uh urgent care er lately for anything uh, no <laughs> No, he hasn't. So he's he's been he's been quite solid lately. But, <laughs> That's yeah. good. I always like to check the injury report on on Bodie. So yeah. the kid's something else. Yeah, he is. Well, you know, it's interesting, Brother Wing. With you know, speaking of Bodie, who just gets tossed around uh, left and right on his not by Brother Wing, of course, but uh, you know, the stairs, walls, things Trampoline. that he runs trampolines those types of things uh you know as you might be he might be wondering at times like what's going on why is my life so hard uh i've been born into this wonderful family now Bodie is how old three years old yeah yeah maybe he's not wondering all of these things but (laughs) as you get older and and uh things start to get a little bit scarier in your life and hard things happen we might start to wonder like Hey, uh, this is this is a problem I would like some help with. And sometimes that help doesn't come immediately, whether it's from family and friends or even from our Father in heaven. We might not see that help that we think that we need. And I think we're in a, a situation here in Mark uh, chapter four, where the apostles are feeling a, like they are in a life-threatening situation. They're on a boat. There's the winds and the waves are crashing over. They're singing the song, Master of the Tempest is Raging. And uh, it looks like it's going to be the end. Now, these guys are fishermen. These guys have been in storms before, but this is a big, this one has them, has them scared. Jesus is asleep during this whole thing on a pillow, right? Just sleeping. Um, and they ask the question, they wake him up and they say, Master, carest thou not? that we perish. Uh, And so that's the question that we're going to to ask. Does Jesus care if we are experiencing hard, difficult things in our lives? I mean, he's asleep on the pillow. I mean, it sure appears. I mean, there seems like there's some validity to this question, Brother Wing. Master, carest thou not that we perish? So what can we, what, what can we learn from the Savior's response and uh, and how can it be meaningful to us in our own storms? I really appreciate the gospel writers and all scripture writers because we get these descriptions of stories. They have an inspired intent, and certainly they're guided by God in how they communicate what they what they're testifying of. And I think the question here, Master, Master, carest thou not that we perish? I mean, there is an accusation, right, <laughs> in the question. And uh, I, I just appreciate this because it's now relatable. Um, 
Like, have we at times essentially issued that same accusation to God um, that as, as if he doesn't care or as if he's playing favorites or um, as if he is uh, ignorant of our concerns or absent uh, from us. And so um, the, the question is initiated by them. And yet uh, it's probably worth noting that Jesus is on the boat too, <laughs> right? So does he, does he care that his own life is in jeopardy? You know, would be maybe a, another thing to think about. You know what I thought too, Brother Wing? <laughs> it would have been great if the scriptures would have said, when they said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? If Jesus would have said, carest thou not that I'm sleeping? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you woke me up because you're freaking just out. Tell, you just yeah. woke me up to tell me about a storm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is good. And it's worth like noting that he's with us, you know, so yeah. when we're feeling this way, he's he's on the boat with us. Like yeah, he is, his love is bound up with us. And so certainly he cares and uh, certainly he is there with us. And it says in verse 39 that he arose, rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And maybe I could go so far as to say, perhaps there was a great calm among the people as well, that they had recognized what happened. They weren't just relieved of the physical threat that they saw, um, but they also now saw something else of Jesus that they hadn't recognized before and that they marvel then that um, even the wind and sea obey him. They'd seen him heal people um, already but even the wind and the sea. So now they're, they're, they're broadening what they can see that he can do. And, but there's a, there's lots of messages in here for us about our lives, our storms, uh, troubled events, things that we th- see as threatening that perhaps Jesus is sleeping, you know, uh, there in a way to maybe give us an indication like, Hey, it's all, we're good. We're going to be okay. Uh, but we might freak out a little bit. Um, I have written, I don't even know who said this. Maybe this isn't a, a Brother Wing original, but I've got it written. That might have been from me. Could have been probably from, from you. You said something one time, and I wrote it in my scriptures here. <laughs> but it said, be calm in the storm and then calm the storm. Like that we might be able to have uh, the faith to uh, uh, influence the world around us as we first have the faith to be calm amidst that storm. And what I mean by that is like recognizing that um, we can take assurance uh, and cues from God on these things. They could have taken a cue from Jesus that he was asleep and everything's going to work out. Um, Yet they still requested his help in a way and he did help them. Well, it's interesting to me. They were so amazed. They, I mean, they asked that question at the end. What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? So it to me, it sounds like they weren't, they didn't know exactly what he was going to do. Um, and so my question is, is what did they want him to do when they woke him up and said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? What did they want to have happen? They, they wanted to be saved, but they didn't real they didn't recognize any way that they could be saved maybe they wanted Jesus to freak out with them 
And the reality is, is Jesus is not going to freak out with them. There's Jesus is a leader. Uh, he's a calm leader. He's just the type of leader that we need when we're freaking out. He's the type of leader we need to turn to one that is not going to freak out. Those are the best, you know, as I've, I've read a few books on, on um, military strategy and leadership. And one of the most, uh, one, some of the most effective military leaders are the ones who are the most calm in the midst of uh, just incredible pressure that are able to make decisions and tell people who are panicking where they need to go and what they need to do. And there's some calming that can come, like what's written in your scriptures, there's there's calming that can come from our calmness. And so in those moments, I think in the moments where we're freaking out, whether it's about school or relationship, uh, money issues, any types of things that are that really seem to have us thinking, oh man, this could be it. Just know that the savior of the world is standing there or sleeping there. Not that he's unaware, but he's fine. This isn't like, oh my gosh, I didn't know this was going to happen. What are we going to do now? Type of deal. Uh, it's a, all right, this is an opportunity to teach and to help. Uh, and so look to him. Uh, maybe not ask that same question uh, that the apostles asked. I'm, we'll cut them some slack because they thought they were going to die. But we don't have to ask if he cares that we perish. He obviously cares about, about every aspect of our life. But um, he wants us to involve him in in whatever struggles we're having. Yeah, this is a really powerful point, and I think it might help us that we all have different things that we're struggling with that we might might prompt us to to freak out. And yet, as we put our eyes on Jesus, we will be aided um, through that experience, uh, strengthened, inspired, guided. And, you know, as Jesus kind of rebuked them in this story, he said, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Um, and so uh, I think, you know, we might take a cue from that, that we can uh, put emphasis on faith over fear. I mean, we live in this world and yeah, there's going to be some scary things that uh, incite fear. And yet if we are purposefully uh, also trying to um, bolster faith um, and invite faith uh, into us, we might see that the faith exceeds the fear, you yeah. know, and maybe that's the point. Like we don't need to, I don't know if it's possible to eliminate all fear um, and yet, but we can, but can we have more faith than fear to overpower yeah. the, the fear? And, and at least we have some faith, even like a mustard seed to yeah. have miracles then happen. And then as we steadily grow in that, um, we can put more and more focus on the Savior as we as we grow and strengthen our faith. I give kudos to the apostles for going to Jesus and even waking him up. I mean, that's the that's the key is going to the Savior. So where is where is the Savior sleeping? Where is he residing uh, when we need him? Well, let's go to the Scriptures. Let's pray and talk to our Father in heaven. Let's immerse ourselves in the Word of God and and that's where the calm the the calming from the savior can take place uh in our lives so he's there we know where he is so let's let's wake him up and and uh see what he can do you know i think of one more story you know and remember in the book of mormon when when sherem came to jacob trying to shake him from the yeah. faith 
And Jacob says a rather bold statement that he cannot be shaken. Mm-hmm. Like, and, uh, and it's because of the ongoing revelation that he was receiving uh, from God that made him unshakable. Right. And yet here's Sherem trying to shake him, which then shakes Sherem, you know? So Sherem tries to shake something that's unshakable and he gets shaken in the process. Shook. He gets shook. Yeah, he gets shook. <laughs> and so um, maybe that's the point here that if, you know, when we're tempted to freak out or we are actually freaking out, you know, we've already been shaken. <laughs> Let's hold to the unshakable. Let's hold to to Jesus. And, and you mentioned some places where we can go to find him. I like the scriptures, um, the temple, right? That we can go, we can gather with other saints. Um, we can find places to to calm us. And therefore, in the midst of that, we can then go about influencing the world. In fact, shaking the world. Like they, the, the world might be shaken by our determination to hold yeah. to Christ. And, awesome. and that's how we can bless the world with our faith. Awesome. All right, students, we hope you have a great weekend. Thank you so much for listening to Answers to Gospel Questions. Share this episode with somebody. And until next time, everybody, we love your guts. Stay righteous. Stay righteous.